Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. If you will bear with me as I read these, I will read them um, for us today. They are on the screen behind me. If you do not have a Bible with you, um, you can look in the screen behind me. It's Jacob will help us walk along through that. And he said, this is speaking of Jesus, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. Notice how he done this. He, he just said, give it to me, all right? And he divided in him his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to and to spare? And I perish with hunger. He said, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before thee, and no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. I love this verse. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Everybody say he kissed him. Let's pray today and ask the Lord to help us. Lord, we're thankful for your goodness. Thank you for those that's here today. Thank you, Lord, for all of our fathers that we have. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are our father. And we're thankful for all your goodness and your protection and what you do for us, Lord. We just ask that you would help us today and bless each and every one here today. In Jesus' name. Church, say amen. amen. Again, I want to say happy Father's Day. To all of our dads, we're so thankful that you're here, and uh, I'm glad for dads. It seems like dads get a bad rap sometimes, and um, uh, I'm thankful that there's not all bad dads in this world. But um, on this Father's Day, I want to talk to us about a story that shows us the kind of father that you and I have in our lives. I realize today that there, no doubt there's many that, that may not have a good father, never knew their father, or, or like me, your, your father's been passed on from this world. But God is still the perfect father. When he walked on this earth as Jesus, he gave us this story that we've read in this text today so that we could understand, that we could maybe comprehend the kind of love that our Heavenly Father has for every one of us. So today on this Father's Day, 
I want to talk about the Father's kiss. All right? The Father's kiss. If you're like me, um, I don't remember my dad kissing me too many times. He kissed me, but it was very sparingly. Um, but if he did, when he did, it made me understand how much he loved me. But this story, we know it as the prodigal son. Um, but there's more than one son in this story. There's two sons. I've always, actually I've heard somebody talk about this one time, and I, I really think this has less to do with a son and more to do with a father, this story here today. So I'm going to take this story, and I'm going to talk about the father's kiss. So first, let's talk today about what we know, what we see in this story. No doubt, Sister Penny, there's probably a lot in this story that we don't know. Is it a real story or is it just a parable? I don't really know. I have no idea. But Jesus telling it, he told a lot of parables. It probably was a parable, but it was a liking to show us the kind of love that God has for us. And so let's start with what we do know about the story. Let's start, we know it starts off talking about the father, but it starts off talking about this younger son. This younger son thought he had it all together, obviously. This younger son seemed to have had it all figured out as to what he thought he was going to do with his life. I'm not sure if the younger son was full of rebellion, but we do see him not really act like he regards his daddy's opinion. This younger son looked at his father and he said, Dad, I want you to give me all the goods that I'm supposed to get. The Word of God says it this way. He said, give me. He said, give me the portion of goods that falleth on me. This younger kid didn't ask. The Bible said, he said, give me. Give me the portion. He didn't ask for his father's opinion. He didn't ask for his father's advice. He didn't even ask his father. Uh, what his feelings was in the matter. He just said, give me my portion. And it seems that he was just ordering his father just to do it. Now, I don't know about you, but my daddy, if I just said, daddy, give me a hundred bucks. Huh. <laughs> it wouldn't have went that way. It, it would have been kind of funny. Our, our dad... I know you're going to die someday because this is kind of what he's doing. I know you're going to die someday, but won't you go ahead and give me half of your money, the part that's supposed to go to me now. <laughs> that wouldn't have worked very well. Uh, but this young man, obviously, he is like many of the young people from our generation. They don't ask. They order their parents around. Can I get an amen with that? You've got to give it to me. I'm going to tell you today, as the parents... It's best that we don't let our children order us around and demand us. I know we got some young ones here that's here today, and got Corbin, and got some other young ones. They're gonna learn. Last Sunday, Corbin smacked me in the head. I want to just, I want to just wear him out right there. Had to remember, he's not mine. <laughs> but if he keeps smacking me in the head, I'll, I'll probably smack him on the butt one of these days, you know. But he's learning. We're, we're teaching them, teaching them as they go. But as a parent, it gets a point where. You know, the kids just can't be telling us what to do. But as a grown adult, 
we see this young man demanding his dad, give me, just give it to me. It seems that the selfish son was only interested in himself. It really does. It seemed like he's only interested in himself. He didn't care about his, his uh, father or even the family at that time. Because for him to say, go ahead and give me what's due mine, basically he's saying, Dad, I'm not even regarding the fact that you're still alive. I want you to go ahead and give me my inheritance now. And as long as he got what he wanted, who cares about anybody else? Amen. Now this seemed like a very selfish irrelevant young person. I'm, I'm saying all this to make a point. I know I'm, I'm talking about the father's kiss, but I've got to talk about this young man first. His main priority was seeking material things. Only money. What moves our generation seems to be like money. 1 Timothy 6 and 10 says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, a root of evil, which... Some coveted after they've erred from their faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Money. Money. Money first. God second. Job first. Church second. We see this in our generation. And I, uh, he probably thought, I don't need my father. I'm old enough. I can do it on my own. I don't have to be under my dad's rule. I'm old enough. I, I want freedom. And I know you might be thinking today, hey, we're all grown adults here. Why are we talking about this kid? Because I'm, I'm going to make a very valid point for this today. This young man, he wanted his freedom. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to enjoy life. He wanted to have fun. Life is short. I want to go anywhere I want to go. I want to do anything I want to do. See anything I want to see. I, I want to go where my dad can't see me. Just let me out. It's such a bad attitude towards his father. And it produced some bad actions in his life. <clears throat> we see him, this young son, he became distant. He'd abandoned his own people. We see that not many days after the father gave him his stuff, he left. It almost seemed like he'd done premeditated. As soon as dad gives me enough stuff, I get it all into my hands, I'm leaving. He done had this planned out, it seemed like. And the father, this is the amazing part about this story, Brother David. The father gave him what he asked for. Have we ever given that much thought today? Because that was not the custom. But he did it. They didn't do that kind of thing. We don't do that now. Basically, if somebody dies, they'll split the inheritance of the father. Now, in the old days, if before the father died, he would go ahead and uh, separate the inheritance and say, okay, you're going to get this. Usually the older son got more, and the younger son would get less. Now, in the old days, they did do this kind of thing. But not at this age right here. It was a lot longer down the road. So it wasn't custom. But, so we see another lesson right here that we can learn. And that is, be careful when you get all you ask for in your life. We've got to be careful. Now, our, our generation, our time, don't like this two-letter word. It's called no. <laughs> People don't like no. Nobody likes to be told no. 
Especially if it's something we really want. We don't like to be told no. But let's, let's, let's get some wisdom from this today. Because when we, um, when we don't ask the Father's opinion about what we need, like this younger son, when we don't go asking God about what He thinks about certain things in our life, we don't, we, don't ask, we don't ask our Father in Heaven about, well, should I buy that new car? Should I date that guy? Should I, should I take this job? Should I do this? Should I do that? When we don't ask Him and we just say, God, I'm going to take that job or I'm going to buy that car. Got to be careful because you may get what you ask for. And then you'll find yourself someday wanting because you're lacking and in a hog pen on the backside of being desperate and very discomfortable comfortable in your life. And this is why the Lord doesn't give us all the blessings that He had for us at one time. Because He knows that if He gives us everything, we're subject to start wasting it. Subject just, that's why it's dangerous nowadays. We got people just buying kids brand new cars and brand new phones every time you turn around and you find them wasted and tore up and all kinds because they don't appreciate it. The Bible says in verse 13 of our text today that he took his journey into a far country, the young boy did, and he wasted his substance with riotous living. This word riotous means reckless. It means wasteful. It means excessive. It means lewd. Riotous is where we get our English word riot. Anybody ever heard of riots? We heard a lot of that in 2020. And that word means a public uproar. It means a disturbance. It means this young man, once he got the money, he got away from his father, he was in an uproar. He was a, in the public wasting his inheritance. People all around him were disturbed by this reckless Young man, everybody just seen how he was just wasted everything he had. The Bible lets us know that he lived with unbelievers. How do we know that? That he went to live with somebody that had swine, pigs. Jewish people didn't own pigs. They were unclean. They didn't eat pigs. They didn't, have, they didn't do that. So we see him living with people that didn't believe what the law and the Torah and all that said. And he was begging for help. He lived with the pigs. That was an abomination. That was defilement. This tells us what this young man, where he had tucked his life. He could not find satisfaction in his life. And he desired finally to end up eating the pig's food. No one would give him anything. No one would give him to help him fulfill any of his needs. That's exactly the condition of those people in this world that's without Jesus. Amen. Says a lot about what this young man was. And finally, something happened to him. He found himself broke. He found himself, his life busted all to pieces. He was hungry. And he was in a literal stinking mess in the hog's pen. Now, let me, let me say this today. I know, no doubt, many of us 
in our lives has found ourselves in this situation. Our lives so messed up. And we, we can sit here and we can judge this, judge this story, this young man thing. How can he do that? But you know what? We've done the same thing in our life. Jesus has given us everything we need in our life. It is so easy for us to walk away from the grace and the mercy of God. And we find ourselves walking totally away from what God wants us to do. And we see a lot of people in this world. We've, in 16 years being here, I've seen people come in and God's done incredible things in their life. And they've walked out and wasted their life. And we find them on drugs. We find them on alcohol. We find them bankrupt. We find their lives all to pieces. We find their lives so messed up. And we think, how could God ever, ever do anything in their lives? But he found himself in the hog pen. Now you may think this is funny today, but this is the truth. I thank God for the hog pen. Because if we didn't get in the hog pen sometimes, we would not know, we would not ever come to our senses. God designs hog pens for our life. We don't like it. But sometimes, a lot of times, he, does, he designs a hog pen because... I, I, in the hog pen, you have time to re reflect on your righteous actions. It was in that hog pen that this younger son began to start thinking about his life and where he was, where he'd come from. It was in that hog pen that he got his thoughts straightened out and where they needed to be. And he realized the father's house is better than this. It was in that hog pen that caused him to begin to reflect about all those things he walked away from that the father had from him. It was in that hog pen that helped him to make that right decision that one day he just woke up himself and realized, you know what? It's better than my father's house. I'm here eating with the pigs in this hog pen. Let me tell you, if you ever find yourself in this part of life where you think, how did I get here? How did I let myself get so low and so down and so out? How did I let myself get addicted to this? How did I let myself get attached to this? How did I let myself get so far from God? That's called the hog's pen. And it's in them places that we, we remember that what God's done and we start thinking about it. And that's where we can hear from God. We can't always hear from God when we're on the mountain. And this young son found himself... And now, now, now listen to me. Don't, don't go find the hog pen because you want to hear from God. There is another way, all right? We can get close to God where we can hear from Him. When we, don't, when we realize we're blessed and we let the blessings of God operate and God's always first. Don't go get in the hog pen. But let me tell you what, if you're away from God, we can find Him in the hog pen. You cannot get too far from God that He cannot reach you. But we got to be like this young man because it wasn't that hog pen, that hog pen experience in his life that he reflected on the, fan, the fact that he wore robes at one time. He ate the rich food one time. He had the best bed. He had to clean his house. We see verse 17 in my text that I read today. He said, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to eat and spare? And I perish with hunger. Verse 18, it said, He said, I will arise. I will go to my father and I'll say to him, 
I have sinned against heaven and before thee I'm no, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Listen to what he says. He said, make me as one of thy hired servants. When those thoughts came to this young man, he got himself up and he went back to the father's house. Listen to what he done. Sister Penny, he started confessing. He started acknowledging and realizing where he was wrong at. He become honest with himself. He began confessing, look, I've messed up. He acknowledged the fact that I am wrong. And then he started pleading to just be a servant. I'm going to tell you right now, that by itself is a sermon. All by itself. If you want to be, if you want to get back to where you need to be with God and you want God to touch your life, let's start confessing. Let's start realizing where we're wrong and let's just say, God, I just want to be a servant. I ain't got to be anything else special in my life. But then, the Bible says in verse 20 that when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. He came to himself, Brother David. He began to acknowledge I'm wrong. He began to say, I'm going to go back to the Father. And I'm going to say, look, I, I don't want to be the one controlling and ruling my life. Just let me be a servant. Amen. And that's what God's still looking for in this world is somebody that just be willing to say, Lord, just let me serve in the kingdom. Let me be somebody who can just serve and serve you, Lord. And that's all he wanted to do. He had been way down. But the Bible said as soon as... As the father could see the son, soon as he could see him, he was looking for him. He was looking for him. And the father could see where the son was coming from and what he had done. Could you imagine him coming out of that hog pen? Sister Penny, I don't think he went and took a bath. People all the time say, well, I get my life right, I'll come back to the church. You can't get right without the church. You can't get right without Jesus. Go ahead and get out of the hog pen. Don't worry about washing your clothes. Don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about what you smell like. Because when you come out of the world, you're going to look like the world, smell like the world, all that kind of thing. Just go back to the Father's house. It doesn't matter how far away you've been. Just come running back to the house. And the Father's going to be looking for you. I'm pretty sure His appearance spoke for where He had been. I'm sure when the father seen him in the distance and thinking, I don't know what his name was, but thinking, there comes my son. I can tell that's him. I can tell he's been out. I can tell he's been in the hog pen. I can smell him from here. But the father was saying, guess what? That's in the past. He was coming back. He was coming from, that was in the past. He was coming back to the present. And he also knew he had a future still lined out for him. Because our Heavenly Father sees what we were, what we did, where we are, and He also sees what He wants us to be. And it's not necessary, to, but what's necessary is we come back to Him. That is a real Father. He can see you a great way off. I can't tell you the times I've heard parents, I'm not going to just say fathers, but I've heard parents say, you know what? I'm done with them. I'm going to write them off. 
I'm not going. I'm. I, I'm talking about natural father. I've heard parents say, "I'm going to write them off. I'm done with them." I'm glad our natural father is not like that. And no matter how far we've been, how far down out we've been, he can see us a great far way off, and he's going to not stay on that porch, but he's going to come run and meet us. He came running to his father. And unlike many of today's fathers, this son, the Bible says, the father saw him. He had compassion on him. And he fell on his neck. And he kissed him. Yeah. And this is why my, my message today, the father's kiss. He kissed him no matter how he smelt. He kissed him no matter how bad he looked. He kissed him no matter how bad he had been. He loved him because it was his son. He loved him no matter where he had been. The father still has a kiss for somebody if they'll just wake up out of that hog pen and came, come back to the father. He's going to run. He's going to find you. The Bible said he had compassion on him. Can you imagine? He had compassion on him, Sister Loretta. He wasted what he had already given him. The royal robes were now trashy looking. Where he had took baths in, in, in that good home. Now then he stunk like the pigs. He was nasty. He was disgusting. But the Bible said he had compassion on him. And he kissed his old dirty forehead. He kissed his old dirty Pig stained body. That's how much Jesus loves us today. It doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter how low you've been in your life. If we will just come to ourselves and go running back to the Father and realize we got a problem and say, Dad, I know I messed up. I know I, I wasted everything you give me. But come on. He give him a hug anyway. And say, Look, I don't want to be your son. Just let me be a servant to you, Lord. Amen. So many times when we try to be the best son, we try to be the best son, we forget and we become a servant. When what he wants us to do is just say, look, just let's just serve. And when we become a servant, then he treats you as a son. And there's nothing like the embrace of the father. And today he wants to embrace us. This is Father's Day, and I, uh, you know, I, I know that no matter where you are in your life, no matter how you relate to a father, it doesn't matter today. God loves us. He has a kiss for us. If we'll just just turn and come to Him and love Him, He has a kiss for us. He has an embrace for us. He, had, he, had, he wants to love us, but we have to come running back. He, we have to come running back. I'm not going to be real long here today because this is, we want you to enjoy your Father's Day with your children, your family, whatever. And we're thankful that you're here today. But as I was thinking about this day, and I just I had this come to me, and I, I just want to let somebody know, it doesn't matter where you've been. We can take the example of this young man. You think about this today. 
this is, we, we really, we read this story and we don't realize how bad this young man had been. But basically, he just treated us, look, Dad, you might as well be dead to me. Just go ahead and give me what I got and let me go. He wasted everything he had. So it doesn't matter how far you go away from God. It doesn't matter how much you squander what God has given you. He's still standing at the door and he's looking for you. And when he sees you, you can be dirty. You can come from the most vile situation like this young man. And the father's going to run to you. He's going to hug your neck. He's going to have compassion upon you. And the father is going to kiss you because he loves you. 1 John 3, 1-3 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope, what hope? That we're going to be like the Father. Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Now I know here today there's some that may not have ever experienced the kind of love from your Father that I'm talking about today on this earth. But that does not negate the fact that our Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, loves us that much. And if we will just, so it doesn't matter. Uh, you, you, you may long for that kind of Father to reach out and grab and hold you. You may hunger for a Father's firm hold around your neck like this Father did this young man. And, and, and for some today, your father, may, he may be passed on or whatever may be the case. But Jesus is here. He is our father. He is a father to the fatherless. He is a friend to those who doesn't have friends. And Jesus has seen us. He sees us a great far way off. And Jesus does have compassion for us. And Jesus, if we'll just run to him, he'll come running to us. And he'll fall on our neck. And Jesus will kiss us us he will kiss us with an acceptable uh, with acceptance that says i love you jesus will he loves us with great love today and the father is here to embrace and kiss us no matter how low we have gotten in life the father still got a kiss for us and he loves us what if we could stand here today? Could we stand?